Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Good morning and welcome to worship at Downtown Church. Our opening words and prayer come from the poet Mary Oliver. Listen now to 
what God has to say to us through this poet. I worried a lot. Will the garden grow? Will the rivers flow in the right direction? Will the earth turn as it was taught? And if not, how shall I correct it? Was I right? Was I wrong? Will I be forgiven? Can I do better? Will I ever be able to sing? Even the sparrows can do it. Am I hopeless? Is my eyesight fading or am I just imagining it? Am I going to get rheumatism, lockjaw, or dementia? Finally, I saw that worrying had come to nothing, and I gave it up. And I took my old body and went out into the morning and sang. Friends, let us sing together and rise in body and or spirit. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith. In his excellent word, what more can he say than to you he has said? To you who forever to Jesus has fled. Fear not, I am with you, oh, be not dismayed, for I am your God. And we'll still give you aid. I'll strengthen you, help you, and cause you to stand. Upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. When through fiery trials, the pathway shall lie, thy grace also fits. And shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee, I only desire that draws to consume and thy gold to refine. If we say we are without sin, we're not being honest. We're not being real. We're not being the people that God has called us to be. So even if it's the only time this week, let us now be honest with ourselves, honest with our neighbors, and honest with God. And let us pray together the prayer of admission as found in your program. Let us pray. God of all creation, we love our groups. We love to be on winning teams. We love the safety of being with those who are like us. Forgive us for how we prioritize the comfort of sameness over the beauty of diversity. Meet us in our division. Break down our walls of anger and bring the holy and uncomfortable unity that only you can bring. And hear us as we pray together silently. Fun. 
Friends, hear the good news. That shame that you've been carrying all week, you don't have to carry it any longer. Jesus forgives you. You are forgiven. We are forgiven, called to forgive one another. Let us live in peace with God and with one another. Alleluia. Amen. And I'll invite you for a time of holy interruption. If you're new here, it means you can grab coffee, you can sit in your seat and be quiet, you can do whatever you would like. And we'll be back in five to ten minutes. If you like that last song that was playing during Holy Interruption, you can find the lyrics toward the end of your program. For those that don't know, that was a group called Maze. Lead singer Frankie Beverly, the song was titled, We Are One. We Are One. And I'm going to talk about that song a little bit in today's message. But before I do and get into the message, let me take a moment to give you a reminder, a quick announcement. Today at 1.30 right here at Downtown Church, we will be convening a space for dialogue. Uh, you'll see in your program, it says, life feels heavy, doesn't it? Meet up here at 1.30, no agenda. We'll talk about what's going on in our lives and what God might have to do with it. So even if you've not pre-registered, that's fine. Show up today at 1.30 and just engage in a dialogue and we'll just sit down and relax and talk for a little bit. Again, today at 1.30, right here at Downtown Church. Feel free to join us. I want to take a few moments today and share with you from a message that's been on my heart, on my spirit, and on my soul for the last year, two, three, or four or so. So this is not something that just happened. It's kind of been marinating and cultivating and agitating inside of me for a minute now. And that song, Maze, Frankie Beverly, that you heard, We Are One, kind of captures it from what some might call a secular perspective, but I believe there's a spiritual component to it. In the song, the song says things like, I can't understand why we treat each other in this way. Taking up time with the silly, silly games we play. We've got our love, and no matter how it's said or done, we are one. Listen listen to this. No matter what we do, we are one. Love will see us through. We are one. And that's the way it is. We are one. And the last part I want to read, it says, sometimes I feel that we try to make each other sad. The things we do, how we make each other feel so bad. We've got so much. We could all be having so much fun. We are one. Today's sermon, today's message title is Interrupting the Division. Interrupting the Division. We are one. Pray with me for a moment. Father God, God, creator of this universe, of this world, of us, be with us. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak through me right now. Use me, use us. Let us come together and demonstrate the oneness that comes through you and the love and blood of Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity to fellowship, to share, and to be together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Interrupting the division, we are one. The scripture lesson is Galatians chapter 3, verses 23 to 29, and I'm probably going to read that about five times today. Don't count, I don't know, it might be more, it might be less, but I'm going to read it more than once, I can promise you that. 
I can promise you that. This, this might be one of those scriptures where you could say, Charles, you don't even need a sermon. You don't even, don't even add to it. Just read it, say done, and walk away. It pretty much captures everything. Just read it. Give everybody a copy of it. Done. Go home. It's pretty much that straightforward. Pretty much that straightforward. And I'm probably going to do something to that, of that degree anyway. But listen to this. Now, before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Before faith came. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came. So that we might be justified by faith. That's a key line there. So that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith that bears saying again. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself in Christ. Therefore... There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. The word of God for the people of God. How you doing? How you doing? Not the obligatory okay. You know how we do that, right? Passing in the hallway or on the street. How you doing? I don't want that response. How you doing? Really? How are you doing right now? Deep in your soul, how are you? Your heart, how are you? Your mind, how are you? I'm concerned about you. I'm concerned about me. I'm concerned about our friends and family that are not here today. I'm concerned about our neighbors that we may not even know. I'm concerned about our community. I'm concerned about the world. I'm concerned. Let me tell you how I'm doing. I'm a little frustrated, but I'm also determined. This is just real. This is real. I don't have to be fake with y'all today, right? Can I be real? Can I go there? Can we go there? Let's, let's go there. I'm tired. I'm tired. I didn't, need, I didn't need to write that down to remember to tell you that part. <laughs> I got that one. I'm I'm tired. And, and yet, I'm filled with joy. I'm joyful as well. Truth is, I'm a little distant. I'm a little distant. But I'm also connected. I'm both mindful and distracted. I'm disappointed. I have moments of disappointment. Yet, I still am hopeful. It appears that we are on a path of division that needs to be interrupted. 
and that division, that path, that, that, that thing in the air. Have you ever felt something in the air like you can't see it, but you feel it? It's like a weight. It's like a cloud. It just seems like there's a cloud following us around as a community, as a country, as a culture, as a world. And it's like, when is this cloud going to move? Is it just me? It's like enough already. Enough. I'm just tired. This division of everything. We can't make simple decisions. We can't figure simple things out. We can't do anything because it's you versus me, us versus them, they versus this and that and the other and so on. Everybody is divided over everything, every minute, every day. It is exhausting. I mean, it is exhausting. You just... Okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. I've been asking myself this question lately. This question that just keeps coming back to me over and over and over again. What's it going to take for us to be one? What's it going to take, y'all? What's it going to take for us to figure out that we are one? What, what is it? I don't know the answer. <laughs> Just tell you right now, I, I don't know that secret. I, I think there might be a path to get there, and Scripture may speak to that. But, but Charles, Charles in my human mind, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> it's above my pay grade. But I know it's a question that must be asked. <laughs> I know it's a question that must be considered. What's it going to take for us to be one? For, for those that know me, you, you know I love me some old school music. Hence the inter interruption song. You know that about me. And, and, and maybe, maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's my problem. Because my problem is I'll spend a lot of my weekend or my drive time at work listening to music while I'm driving. And have you ever listened to a song, a beautiful song, and it seems like that song was just written yesterday, but that song was written 30, 40 years ago? You ever had that moment? It's like, man, they just wrote that today. No, that was from 1975. That's from 68. I was driving the other day. There's a group back in the 70s called War. Anybody remember War? And one of War's songs was, Why Can't We Be Friends? Y'all remember that one? <laughs> why, can't, why can't we be friends? Y'all, this was 1975. The color of your skin don't matter to me. As long as we can live in harmony, why can't we be friends? Sometimes I don't speak right, yet I know what I'm talking about. Why can't we be friends? Now, you got to realize this. As I was writing the sermon and preparing for the day, when I was at home, I was practicing this by singing it. <laughs> I said, I'm going to sing that on Sunday morning. I am not going to expose you out of this right here. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> Y'all will run out this church if I start singing. <laughs> But I said, that was 1975. And again, if you want to go back, you can look at war. You can look at uh, 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 Marvin Gaye. The, the list goes on and on. What, what's it going to take? It's got to be more than a song lyric because song lyrics aren't enough. I figured that much out. We got a lot of songs, y'all. We got a lot of songs. It's going to take more than that. And I love my music and so do you. What's it going to take? When you look at the scripture, remember the new covenant faith is in Christ and through Christ, 
not the law, not the rituals, not the pomp and circumstance. Go back to the scripture. Now, before faith came, before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith you would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came so that we might be justified by faith. We were captive to the law. We were held under the law. We had to abide by the law. The law dictated so many things based on what we subscribed to and what we did. But faith came, faith. And faith freed us. It freed us. And there's so much in these verses, but there's one that I want to spend a little bit of time hyper-focused on, and then I promise I will get out of your way. And it's verse 28. It's verse 28. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. This verse, this scripture, interrupts our prejudices. It interrupts our biases. It interrupts our self-serving patterns. It interrupts our preferences. It interrupts our assumptions and our divisions. See, we have a tendency, maybe not you, but I know do. We have a tendency to engage in this either-or thinking. Watch this. Either-or thinking Here's the key, and my either is better than your, your or. Y'all catch that? Either or thinking, and my either is better than your or. Either you are Jew or Greek, my either is better than your or. Either you are free or slave, my either is better than your or. Either you are male or female, my either is better than your or. Either you are rich or poor. My either is better than your or. Maybe either you are black or white, black or brown, white or brown. My either, it doesn't matter. My either is better than your or. I'll put my either up against your or all day, every day. Republican or Democrat, my either is better than your or. Liberal or conservative, my either is better than your or. Give it to me, whatever it is, this versus that, who's going to win? Let's battle it out. Come on, let's do it. We are in a continual WWE wrestling match that never ends. Every week, every day, it's another either or. Who's going to battle today? There's no longer Jew or Greek. There's no longer slave or free. There's no longer male or female for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Makes me wonder, what would some of us do without division? What would I do if I didn't have an enemy? What would we talk about if we didn't have somebody to talk about? Let's be real, y'all. Makes it very clear. For you are all, all of you are one in Christ Jesus. These distinctions that we are comfortable with, watch this, that favor us. Our distinctions favor us, that create hierarchies that benefit us. Watch this. Those distinctions don't matter to God. Don't matter to God. 
This scripture, watch this, doesn't mean same. It means one. And I'll talk about that in a second. Sure, differences are real, but differences don't mean division. This is not saying to, not to acknowledge the beauty of the diversity. Lucas, thank you for that beautiful prayer this morning. I love diversity. I'm good with our diversity. I want to see it, want to experience it, want to be immersed in it, want all around it. This is not saying we, we can't acknowledge the beauty of our diversity. No, it's not saying that. It's saying differences do not mean divided. That's what it means. Our differences don't mean divided. See, see what happens here is that in Galatians, when you talk about Galatians and the church there, it was a culture, watch this, that he had these identity-rooted divisions. Did y'all catch that line? These identity-rooted divisions. Our divisions were rooted in our identities. Can you imagine living in a place where we have identity-rooted divisions? What would that be like? <laughs> what, 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 man, that must have been kind of interesting, huh? These identity, watch this. You don't even know me. You just know my identity. Identity-rooted divisions, watch this, that are then validated and reinforced through what some would consider acceptable cultural practices. These divisions that create this mindset of we are better than them. We are better than them. We are more worthy. We are more deserving than them, either or. It's not just the categorizing of either or, us versus them. It's the dehumanizing, the ridiculing, the ostracizing, and the demeaning. It's, the, it's not to see the God in others, the human in others. All we see is a category, a status, a label. We've got to interrupt our divisions. We are one. In Christ, we can't get away from each other if we tried. Like it or not, in Christ, we are one. It is what it is. We are one. Our tendency to sort, select, pick, and pack people according to categories has got to stop. It's got to stop. And we may not be able to go out there and control anybody, but we can pray that God gives us some wisdom and some discernment and faith and some belief and some connectivity to each other. We can lead with our hearts. Perhaps we can model oneness, not sameness, but oneness. We are one. This rooted and stubborn defiance to otherize, this insidious insistence to find an adversary. We are one. Here's what I know. God's love exceeds our labels. God's love for all of us exceeds the labels we put on each of us. I believe that. God's compassion is greater than any category we can create. I believe that. Faith is the interrupter. Faith, because in Christ, I don't see the label. I see you. I see the human. I see the Jesus in you, and you see the Jesus in me. Faith interrupts our fear of other. 
Faith acknowledges that we are just as much other to someone as someone is other to us. Faith interrupts our ignorance. Faith interrupts our doubt. Faith both interrupts and connects. Through faith, with faith, by faith, a change takes place. Something is interrupted by faith. It isn't easy. It isn't comfortable. It might not always make sense and we might not have all the answers. But I got to tell you something. And I believe this in my heart of hearts. Faith has come and we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. It might be hard to believe but that person that sees the world as you, that you don't, excuse me, the person that sees the world differently than you, they're just as much a child of God as you are. Mm, that might hurt right there, somebody. You mean him? Yeah, him. Them? Yeah, them. It, it might be hard to believe that that person who drives you crazy just to hear their voice, God loves them just as much as God loves you. We are one. It may be hard to believe, and I know this is a tough one for many of us. People who don't agree with us, God loves them just as much as God loves us. We are one. There's no longer Jew or Greek, no longer slave or free, no longer male or female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. I'm going to leave you with this today. Life can be difficult. Life can be interesting. But every time you find yourself in a situation where division is present, there's an opportunity for unity to also be present. Every time you're in a space where you feel division is surfacing, that's an opportunity for unity to surface as well. Your job is not to change, and you can't change anybody. We can't change anybody. Our preacher, Lucas, we can't, we can't change anybody. We don't have that power to change anyone. However, however, we can direct you to a path of change, and that path of change is faith through Jesus Christ. And if nothing else, in these spaces of division, don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Don't throw in a towel. Offer an opportunity for unity. Remember. We are one. It's easy, it's easy to feel the oneness with the people who you love. It's easy to embrace the oneness with the people that agree with you. It's easy, it's easy to really understand the oneness with people you want to be around. That's easy. Find those moments when I don't want to be around them. I don't agree with them. I don't even want to be in their presence. It's not sameness. It's oneness. That's when you demonstrate it. We're beautiful. We're diverse. we got a lot going on. But I think the most important thing, we are one, if and when we want to be. Thanks be to God.
for that beautiful song. And thank you, Charles, for that powerful word. If his sermon spoke to you and kind of livened up your soul and you want to talk about it, I really do encourage you to show back up here at 1.30 to sit with Charles in some uncomfortable dialogue that we all need to have. Let us pray together. God, you created us in your image. From the messy dust of this earth, you crafted us. Help us to build each other up 
rather than tear each other down. Interrupt our division. Let our faith guide us, not our fear. Let our hope lead us and not our anxiety. Let our beloved songs of peace turn into actions of peace. Let your unity overpower our division. Replace our negative reactions with holy curiosity. Move in us, God. Work in us for your kingdom. And hear us now as we pray together the prayer that your son, Jesus the Christ, taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And I'll invite you to stand in body or spirit as we affirm together the Apostles' Creed. And before we do this, y'all know Downtown Church is a church that loves questions. And a question that I always get is why do we say we believe in the Holy Catholic Church in the Apostles' Creed? And if you notice, it's a lowercase Catholic, and that simply means the universal church. It fits in well with Charles's message. It, believes, it says that we believe that the church is larger than downtown church. We believe the church is larger than the Presbyterian, than the Baptist, than the Catholic, than the non-denominational. It shows that we believe that the church is Jesus's. So let us now say together the Apostles' Creed. Church, what is it that you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to remain standing as we sing our final hymn, Glory, Glory, Hallelujah.
Family and friends, we do not have to bear the burden of divisions. We can lay it down, live by faith through Christ. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth now and forevermore. Let the church say amen. 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 Go in peace. We are one. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.